Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Welcome, everybody, to Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. I'm your host, Rick Strawn, the president of Paradigm Security Services, and we're excited to be with you on today's Business Radio X. We're coming to you from the Subaru of Gwinnett Atlanta studio, located in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place, Atlanta Hotel in Duluth, Georgia. Each week, we plan to feature businesses in the Atlanta area, especially those that serve Gwinnett County. And while all businesses don't have security issues, not all are about physical, or all they all have security concerns. Not all of them are about physical security, and we will touch on that in all related aspects of security through the course of each show. Our guest today, I'm happy to have once again with me, Amy Bray. And at this time, I'm ha- the hat she's got on is a member of the board of directors of the Gwinnett Ballet. Glad to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we already, my listeners already know who Amy is. So, you know, and through all the little different hats you wear with Leadership Gwinnett and as an attorney in our fine county, um, let's talk a little bit about what's going on with the Gwinnett Ballet, because uh, you've got a lot of stuff going on. Yes, we do. It's quite crazy and vibrant right now. Well, I know you've got a spring performance that uh, everybody is familiar with, Alice in Wonderland. Yes, we're doing a production of Alice in Wonderland uh, the end of March, March 23rd and 24th at the Central Gwinnett High School Theater. Um, This is a little bit of a departure for us because normally we have all of our major performances at the Infinite Energy Center, but we have a partnership with the high school and we've been supporting the Fine Arts Department. So we figured that it was a good time to have the performance there, especially with the redevelopment of the Infinite Energy Center Theater because the parking there is a little messed up and it causes people a little bit of stress. So we thought the timing kind of was perfect to move it for this one show. We'll be back at the Infinite Energy Center for the Nutcracker this Christmas, so no worries about moving it. But um, we're really excited about the performance. The kids are just going crazy, getting prepared. Um, The cast just had a little cast party, a tea party, a Mad Hatter's tea party at the studios um, because there's such a wide range of ages performing in this uh, performance. Um, We've got everybody from the Littles to – and the – the earlier classes to the pre-professional. So you've got a whole range of performance that's gonna be shown on stage. Well, I know a lot of them, uh, my understanding is you know, some of the high school kids, the school kids here in our area. Oh, they're, they're all school kids in our area. Exactly. Our students, um, we boast students from Gwinnett, uh, Gwinnett County Schools, homeschooled kids, um, private school kids, and kids actually from outside the county. There are some folks that travel from other portions of the metro area just to come to Gwinnett Ballet Theater and dance. Well, it's awesome that you include the homeschool kids because a lot of times different projects or different schools or whatever, they kind of eliminate them from the mix. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of very talented kids out there doing homeschool. Absolutely, and we like to welcome those kids to our program. Um, And the cool thing, too, for homeschool kids, since you brought that up, and while that isn't in our little discussions of things and something that we publicize a lot 
coming to our performances satisfies some homeschool requirements because for some of the curriculums, there's a cultural piece. Exactly. Um, so the performances that we provide, folks can come out and that can satisfy some of the classwork for kids that are taking homeschool classes. Well, my uh, grandkids have been involved in homeschool. The ones in, uh, out in Dallas, they've been doing it. And then my uh, daughter here uh, in Gwinnett County has done some homeschooling with her kids. So I can tell you firsthand, you know, it's, it's amazing to watch these kids grow and learn. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's for a lot of kids thrive in that context. So I'm all about wanting kids to thrive and finding ways for them to learn and grow. And if homeschooling's the best fit, then that's the best fit for that kid and that family. Well, people need to start focusing on, you know, it's all about, it is all about the kids. Mm-hmm. What is the best way for them to get the most out of it, learn what they need to learn and develop? But uh, homeschooling is nice, but let's talk some more about your classes. All right. I know you've got um, the summer classes coming up for young dancers. They're open for registration now. Uh, tell us about those. We have a ton of classes and um, coming up, a ton of workshops and things and, st- and camps for the summer. Um, for the older students, it's so that they don't let their skills slack. And for the younger students, it's just a chance for them to get out and do something instead of being at school. Um, it's a chance to connect with ballet. Uh, and in some cases, it's a good chance for students that are interested in being in our Nutcracker production in the fall for them to come and try out the school on a limited basis instead of committing to a full year. So we've got some for classes for the creative movement type ages from two to seven where they're just learning about dance. And so it's kind of dance light. Um, there's little summer workshops and princess camps. And this is for boys and girls. So we don't discriminate based on gender in any way, shape, or form. Everybody can dance. Absolutely. Um, in one form or the other. Yeah. So we want, <laughs> we want kids <laughs> to have fun, and we want them to get the basics. But they also learn, uh, they get to do some crafts, and they get to see performances of more advanced dancers. So that they know what they're working towards if they stick with ballet. But the idea is to be sort of a fun, bite-sized piece of dance. Um, we've got uh, intermediate and beginning dancer boot camps. And then pre-point classes, because you have to train to get up on those toes. Got to strengthen the legs and the feet for that. Um, And then point classes, if they're at that point in in progression. So that way, those kids can take on additional skills, work on skills with some focus. Can you explain a little bit what a point class is? Um, It's the class. You know those hard shoes that ballerinas Mm -hmm. wear that clomp a lot and make their feet look funny? Where they stand on their toes? Yeah, it's (laughs) that's point classes when you learn how to go up on those toes in those structured shoes. Cool. So it's really cool. My um, youngest daughter is 10, and she is a student there, and she is in pre-point. So she's in the level three classes and working towards going on point. And so she does extra stretching exercises and conditioning because – if you're not thoughtful about it, you can hurt yourself doing that, and you can damage your feet and legs. My toes always hurt when I do that. <laughs> Please stop saying stuff like that, because I will get you on stage if I can. I will find a way. Uh, good luck. Um, anyway, um, yeah, a lot of these classes that the, that the GBT puts on, is, I know that they, they really get involved in it, and they get right down to – the, again, the whole idea is to, for the kids to learn. Yes. And they take their time. They work. Y'all work with the kids so that they, you know, they don't feel so much pressure to 
to, to perform. They want they know they're learning, and y'all understand that, and y'all guide them through this, and that's awesome. And actually, we keep getting asked for more opportunities to perform. So something else that I didn't put in my notes, but we're working on opportunities for our students to perform more in public. And that includes um, we're working with the Gwinnett County Public Library System. And we're going to have some little snippets of performances in some of the branches. So that we're bringing ballet to whoever's at the branches um, and enriching their programming while giving our students more chances to perform in public. Well, you know, we talk a lot about ballet, but I also know that y'all do the tap and you have modern jazz and hip hop and, yep. you know, talk about a little bit of the thing besides just the ballet. Yeah, for a routine during the school year classes, you can actually take hip hop, modern and jazz at, at Gwinnett Ballet. Obviously our focus is ballet, but dance comes in many forms and so we like to support that. Um, for the summer, we have a rhythm intensive class, which we bring in some special teachers, Xavier Lewis and Mary Beth Stinson, and they teach snippets of modern jazz, tap, and hip hop um, to the kids. And those are intermediate and advanced classes. Um, and at the end of each week, the students get to perform to show off what they've learned. So it's a little something different and, and it's fun and it will hopefully give people a taste of the other varieties of dance that are available to people. That's awesome. When I was a kid out and lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, one of the things that I wanted to do was to learn to tap dance. And the only thing that I had a problem with was in order, it was with the, a lady named Kay Windsor, who is, was a, a professional dancer, and then she started up a Kay Windsor Studios and all that. So. Uh, they required it in order to take tap you either had to do ballet or you had to do the acrobatics so that Did was a requirement. Did you take ballet? So I was forced into picking one or the other and that the acrobat looked like a lot of work. <laughs> you chose ballet to be so lazy? I chose ballet but the problem was it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. <laughs> it is tough stuff. Um, it is. I was once told that the, one of the greatest things about ballet at any age, because you can do it at any age because of the, sort of the graceful motions, is that it's building your core. So it's kind of like Pilates in that sense. And so it, you get benefits throughout your body because of it. And it can actually reshape your body if you dance it sufficiently um, in a good way. But you build your core up. So she wanted you to, to see, you did do so, ballet. So I did oh my ballet. Goodness. Hated everything I did, except as I look back on it and as I looked back later, you know, th it was really a lot of fun. I just didn't want to admit it. <laughs> and, and, you know, I was not into wearing a tutu, which just any of you boys are out there want to know about it. You we don't, don't have to wear a tutu. We don't make the boys wear tutus. Yep, we didn't either. But that was the thought that was in my mind. Oh, my God, I'm going to have to wear a tutu. So, but we didn't. We had the leotards and leotards and all that because it's easier to move when you can expand and, you know, twist and turn. But one of the things I did find out, and for all you men out there that have sons that play football, it is an absolutely fantastic thing to work. If you've done that, it helps your moves, it helps you coordinate, it helps your balance and everything else when you're playing football. And it really helps these kids in the football game because – and actually – you can do a little research and you will find that there are a lot of pro football players that at some point have done ballet. Mm -hmm. uh, That's true. 
they don't talk about it a lot, <laughs> but they really are. I mean, they do that. And there's some of them that have actually talked about it and discussed it and said it really helps them. Ballet dancers are some of the most amazing athletes out there. When you think about what it takes for the human body to engage in those kinds of leaps, like the amount of air that they get and the strength in their legs to move that way, and then the cardiovascular benefits of having to move so swiftly so much in such a controlled fashion. And if you ever just look at dancers' bodies, like their arms and legs, and you see the muscles, like these are powerful people. Um, when I'm talking to my daughter about dancing, we talk about the fact that she's an athlete. Absolutely. Um, and that's one of the reasons we have a partnership with Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. Um, we have them come out. We have some of their physical therapists. They're, they're sponsors of our Nutcracker and our performances. But also, we have a partnership where they come out and they have physical therapists that come out and help our dancers. So they'll be there, you know, a night or two a week during regular classes, and they'll be there during our performance runs so that they can help the students with exercises and stretches and things to keep them in healthy shape. Because otherwise, you can get injured pretty quickly. Um, during our three-week run of the Nutcracker, there are usually a significant number of issues because people get tired and they stop paying attention to what they're doing and they have a moment and they twist something wrong. or Same way in wrong. any sport. Yes, absolutely. So we're taking care of our student athletes, and so we've got folks there that help them. My own daughter's benefited from it. She got, she was having some problems with her hips and her knees and they gave her some stretches and in a week or two, it was all good, right as rain. Um, but, and we had parents that were bringing their kids in and they're saying, you know, normally at this point she's got, my kids got knee wraps, my, key, my you know, ankle wraps, things like that as they dance. We didn't see as much of that in the year, this past year where we had a dedicated sports therapist there helping the students. Well, they give them guidance to go mm-hmm. along with it and let them know what to do, what not to do, when to recognize they need to stop. Yes, they help and them recognize their limits, which exactly. is an amazing thing to teach a, yo- a youngster is to recognize their physical limits. Well, and those limits transcend into other parts of their life. When you're taught to understand, recognize, and accept which is the big thing for kids is accepting that they have limits because a lot of them they don't want to look like they're you know weak or they're a wuss or whatever you want to call it so they push on past that and a lot of times reach into that area where it actually hurts them Mm -hmm. and we don't really want them to do that we want them to push themselves to achieve more because there's that magical area where you push yourself past where you thought you could go but we don't want them to push themselves so far they're injuring themselves well and that's the key that's the key issue and it like that's why i say it transcends other Mm -hmm. things you know you when you grow up and you're in your work you know your limits but you know what you think are your limits but you're willing to push outside those to exceed those limits but you have a way to do it within reason. Right. And it's pushing past those limits. That's like, that's where the magic happens. Absolutely. And usually for me right now, that tends to be the limit of fear is in my way. Exactly. And so I like seeing my daughter having the opportunity to understand that and and learn those boundaries in a fairly safe space. Well, that's, that's awesome. I know, you know, talking about the ballet and the tap, I know one thing that I absolutely loved was doing the tap. And that's something that I think back on every once in a while and think, boy, I wish I'd have kept those going. I could have been a Fred Astaire. I know, you could have. <laughs> My body's not a Fred Astaire anymore, but, you know, what, what can you say? Hey, 
You never know. You never know. Hmm. Be a joint. Be a. What be can a, I do with this information? <laughs> be a be a clamp it now instead of a. <laughs> but um, you know the the kids really they you know it's nice to watch them grow and learn and that's part of what y'all help them do. Yes, I mean we have students that when they graduate from Gwinnett Ballet Theater they don't go on and dance professionally. They've just they've loved their time there and and that's that's what they've done and they've gone on with memories and they're happy with that there are other dancers that go on and they dance in college and they they dance um some of them dance professionally we have some fairly distinguished uh, alumni from Gwinnett Ballet Theater um I was looking at some of the uh things that uh, they're, they're into as far as uh what groups talk yeah, about that. some of the some of the most significant ballets in the country like the Pacific Northwest Ballet we've had alumni go there the Houston Ballet the Charlotte Ballet um, post ballet in San Francisco. Um, one of those alums, the one from that's at post ballet San Francisco, is Robert Decker, and because of his relationship with us, he comes back and teaches an intensive class for our students every summer. Now that class is one for advanced dancers, the pre-professional dancers, um, and we will accept non-Gwinnett Ballet Theater students to come to that intensive as well. Um, they just have to audition. So they got to call us and schedule an audition to be in that class to make sure that their skill level is appropriate for the the instructional level that's being provided. But it's a pretty significant experience to be able to take a class like that from such an accomplished ballet dancer. Well, you know, let's go back to Alice in Wonderland. Okay, Alice in Wonderland. Um, I think it most most everybody's at least familiar with the story of Alice in Wonderland. And how do you actually put that into a ballet? What what kind of take us through the process with the ki- with the kids as far as how, when you come in, the thought process, the the what you have to do, and how you develop that storyline in a ballet? Well, I, I think the best thing to think about is maybe the Disney animated version of Alice in Wonderland. You have Alice that you cast, and that's certainly a main role. You have the queen. Um, you have all those iconic characters, like even the caterpillar, um, but you also have the flat, the dancing flowers. You have the garden party folks. You have the soldier cards. So you have the kids that are like flower or the flowers. Too. Yes, my my daughter is actually one of the card soldiers. Cool. And she's a flower, and she's um, she's a bug in the garden. I think at one point, and a hummingbird. She has multiple roles in this performance. So it's not just come in perform a role it's come in and you may have multiple parts and multiple roles that you play uh, we, we like to call them quick changes because you have to change that costume uh, fast sure. um, we do that in the nutcracker too for some roles um, at a certain level of ability we we let people fill the roles where it's skill related and so the past nutcracker my daughter was a soldier and a russian dancer and i forget what else the years are starting to blur. Yeah, I uh, oh, soldier captain. She had multiple roles, and so depending upon the performance, she would either do one or two roles, and or you know do three or f- four in a weekend. So with Alice, she has four different roles, and she is going to dance all four roles during these <laughs> performances. That's it. do they do it all four roles in one performance? Or do I think they? so. Wow. I haven't seen a separated cast sheet. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of dancing well, in, one, be, that, in one for, show. For those young kids that really like the dancing, then, that is something that they know they're going to be 
active and busy during the whole thing and it won't be it's not just two seconds on stage well and it's it's impossible to do it and be bored but it's even less it's even more impossible to do it and be bored if every time you turn around you're doing a different type of a role and you're doing you have to different keep them activity. straight and you have to be good at them and you know you're exactly. in front of an audience that's looking at your performance um, yeah that's always a challenge yeah it's it's a it's a mental shift i think from going on a stage and being scared and worrying about your performance and thinking about yourself to thinking about the audience experience you know and i think that's part of it too is getting out of those shells uh getting out a lot of a lot it's amazing how many introverts are actually actors and performers that's true and you know you hear a lot of them talk when they do interviews and they're really more of an introvert but when they get out on the stage they're able to perform and it helps them in their normal life with regards to getting out of that being an introvert i'm one of those people oh i can tell <laughs> you your introvert is it you're so introverted it's hard to understand the the extroversion is all the job exactly. like being here right now this is what i'm supposed to do so i'm going to do it to the best of my ability when With i leave gusto. i ain't talking to anybody i'll have the blinders on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'll introvert and recharge that ba- battery but when i'm supposed to be out and about i know that that's what i'm supposed to do and i'm supposed to relate to you so well it's a lot of ways like when i was a law in law enforcement that's not my personality on a normal basis it's hard to act the way you need to act as a law enforcement officer, it's like a, 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 a different personality. It's an adjustment that you have to make, and you're totally come across as one thing when you're in uniform and you're handling people and you're doing what you need to do with authority than, say, going out and doing some networking with somebody or just visiting with somebody. Totally different persona. Yes. I mean, it, it's a role, right? It's a role. It's a role. It is. And, you know, there's a lot of talk in in different personality type tests and stuff where you have those both personalities, the the working personality, the out personality, and then your normal personality and Mm -hmm. and how how it develops. And I think it's important for kids to be able to develop to where they are able to when they're dealing with people and they're out in public, not just to perform, but to be comfortable, and that is their personality when they're with people. It's not an act. Right. It is the personality that they're comfortable with, and it's who they are. And it, it, it makes it much, it's a natural state, and it helps them to develop that by getting in and doing performances. Yeah, I, there, there's an element of authenticity that's needed. That's what I'm looking for, yes. Yeah, it's, it's that honesty of, you know, this is really me. Like, I'm, I'm, I am an introvert, and... The extroversion of trying to be here and speak is a role, but I'm still speaking from the heart. Absolutely. And believing what I say. So that's why it comes across in a different way than if I allowed a lack of confidence or something to muddle that. It took me a long time to learn that. Well, and 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 that's my point. I think it takes time to learn that. And what doing this with the ballet and with the group and different things like the ballets and Aurora Theater, different things like that and Mm -hmm. getting involved is it helps kids to learn and grow and develop that. And as they move forward in the rest of their life, it makes their life a lot better. Oh, I agree 100%. The problem for me was I picked it up late. 
So I want my kids to have the opportunity to have it early so that they can get that stress and lack of confidence out of the way so that they're further down the road of that personal journey than, than I was because I didn't seek those challenges and I was scared of them. Because as a kid, I was totally scared. I, I flunked out of auditioning for uh, plays in high school because I got scared. So Totally get it. I totally get it. <laughs> um, it's that it, you've always got the butterflies. Mm-hmm. but it's how they how you manage them exactly whether you corral you them and let them pull you along or whether you, you, you kick let them, them aside s- and yeah whether go they for stop it. you exactly i think you know using that motivational tool which is really in a lot of ways what it is is when you get in this it's a, it's a motivational tool for these kids it helps them develop and that's Absolutely. important um i know that with all the different things that you have going on uh, and just from a personal thing, you've got, you know, th- this kind of develops. You've got the Star Wars things mm-hmm. and where you, you and Cliff do, and Cliff is her husband, where you do all these things with Star Wars type things where you're dressed up in the, and you're doing the whole thing. And yeah. it, 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 you're in role, in cast, and it, it's amazing. It's fun. That's my point is it, you have fun. fun doing it. And the kids, as they get into this, it creates a great fun atmosphere for them and a great bonding. Uh, they yeah. make a lot of friends doing this. They do. and it, you know, it's A lot of times these kids have a lot of problems making friends in school. And I know I was yeah. there. I had a lot of problems making friends in school. And it helps you when you get out and you're doing this. You make amazing friends. And they help you not only in school but in your life around the school. Uh, what I've noticed is that our alumni, now that, now that I've been on the board for a while, but also my own daughter being involved, I'm now getting to know people who've had kids who've graduated. And I see how those kids are friends with each other because of their experiences and those friendships that have remained because of what they did while they were at Gwinnett Ballet because of being backstage at performances from the time they spent together. Um, and even the parents have, are friends and have friendships that have that are they're, they're standing the test of time. So I think that's really cool. But it's all because they're there and they have a heart for it. You know, you mentioned something that we haven't touched on. There's the ballet. There's the tap. There's the dancing. There's the performing. But there is a lot of stuff that surrounds that. The backstage, uh, the helping <laughs> out. Oh, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> do the kids a lot of times get active in that as well not the kids it's really the parents um we have basically a volunteer army that helps us put on the performances we hire the key roles that you you can't have an untrained person doing things like stage manager Mm -hmm. um but our lighting we need help with lighting things like that louding lighting sound because this is these are professional quality performances you have to actually have a knowledge base to do them that makes sense um but we have parents that come in and take care of being the ushers and doing the ticketing and being the backstage parents the cost the head of costume and wardrobe which means making costumes repairing costumes helping them change helping them change um we joke my, with my husband a lot because he's the head of security backstage for the Nutcracker. I'd be my, glad to take that off his plate. <laughs> you are recruited, sir. We have the newest volunteer. Thank you very much, Rick. Um, yeah, and, and we joke because it's usually a couple of dads standing around a hallway. 
And they're watching to make sure no one comes backstage that shouldn't be, because that's a big deal. That is a big deal. And then none of the kids are going places they shouldn't be either, because kids are kids. Now, generally, the, they're, they're great and very well-behaved backstage and not trying to do that, but every so often you get somebody trying to sneak around and get to some place. No, no, no. The dads are there <laughs> to stop them from doing that. Good for them. Um, and then we have production, and that's sort of one of the biggest parent armies that we have because the performance is amazing, but you don't think about all the sets that need to move, all the props that go on and off stage. Like with, with uh, Alice in Wonderland, there are going to be some, some fairly significantly sized props to make the garden scene, to um, make the, the places where the, the queen is, her castle, her gardens too. Um, so to make it more real, you have all of these set pieces and props. Somebody's got to take care of that. And that's what the production parents do. With the Nutcracker, they're wrangling real professional sets that are very, very heavy, and they come down from the ceiling, and they raise and lower, and then they have couches and fake fireplaces and the the Christmas tree that expands to the roof of the theater. Like These are significantly sized props. Um, the Mother Ginger skirt. Sorry, I had, yeah. to, I had to stop. I still want to make you Mother Ginger. I really do. Um, the mother ginger gets rolled into this giant rolling platform that's got a skirt over it to form the skirt that's because that the dancers they can't come out of. walk you don't have to walk at all <laughs> that's what i said that's because they you couldn't. could tap dance on the little platform though <laughs> i think i've got this figured out um and they roll you on stage and move the skirt so that it looks like it's just a really tall mother ginger but it, you're standing on a platform although every so often the moms ask me to tell them who's going to be mother ginger because they might not be staffed enough. Last year, my friend Bob came, Bob Carter. He's a mm-hmm. voiceover actor. Um, and I liked the joke of having a voiceover actor doing a role that had no voice to it whatsoever. Um, so he came along, he was our mother, Ginger. And he is, um, he's built like a linebacker. He's, he's a very, very tall gentleman who is broad-shouldered and, and, and is fit. Um, and so he weighs a little bit, and he's tall on that tall platform. And we had two moms to move the platform. <laughs> and there was some fear that the performance was going to get messed up because they couldn't get the skirt moving to get it on the <laughs> stage, and it kept bumping the edge of the marley that's the special dance surface, uh-huh. and they're trying to get him past it. And I watched as he kind of shook on the platform. It wouldn't go out on stage. I was like, oh, no, we're missing the cue. This is terrible. And he about fell over, and then next thing you know, show went on, and they got him on stage, and they got him back off, and the head of production was like, Amy, from now on, I need to know if they're going to be over a certain height and weight. <laughs> um, oh, so, so, yeah, parent volunteers, because we couldn't control what volunteers we had available to help with that particular thing at that particular moment. So we're always looking for help with the volunteering, um, if it's somebody who's trained and that we feel safe having backstage. Fantastic. Security being all. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. You know, and real quick, I just want to touch base on the security thing, and then we'll, you know, get toward the end here. Uh, security is important at these things because it's always important in today's world to make certain that our kids are safe. you got a lot of – I mean, you're looking at a group of people inside this thing that, you know, for all intents and purposes, could make a target. So the idea is – 
you know, we want to keep everybody safe. Mm -hmm. And you're always keeping aware. And one of the things you said that was perfectly right on target was keeping making sure that people don't come in where they're not supposed to be and that people don't go out when they're not supposed to. And that is a big key to making these people safe is people being being aware. You see something, you say something. Say something. And it's really important. And I know that that's one of the things that y'all do and emphasize during your performances. Well, and, and the thing is we try not to emphasize it with the kids other than be where you're supposed to be. Exactly. But with the security team we do, we emphasize you got to keep an eye on it. And the parents, you know, it, there's a lot of moms backstage. And moms will see something and say something. Absolutely. <laughs> so there's a lot of momming of those kids going on. Oh. Well, I tell you, this is fantastic coming up with this uh, Alice in Wonderland. And then, of course, the Nutcracker coming up soon. It, it'll be here before you it'll know it. It'll be here before we know it. So, and, yes. You know, um, that'll all start real soon. Yeah. Oh, we. I'm already ramping up looking for Mother Gingers and sponsors. <laughs> I hear you. Um, but well, you're not going to commit. Uh, well, I did. I told you earlier that you know we'd work on that. That uh, I'd be willing to take a look at doing it. Okay. So, um, you know, I hear some some. There's cheering in the studio. Yeah, I hear some. I hear some people <laughs> in the studio back here chiming in. You know, Trey's gotten his act involved. <laughs> I, that's not good. Um, but anyway, when people want to do this, I know there's going to be questions, and parents want to maybe get their kids involved and at least check it out. Mm -hmm. So can you give us some phone numbers and maybe a, uh, an email address and stuff where they can give someone a call and ask questions and maybe get their kids on the road to getting involved like I was in ballet and tap and performing and all that and be quiet, Trey? You too, Mike. Uh, so go ahead and give us some of that. All right. So the phone number for Gwinnett Ballet is 770-237-0046. And that's definitely one what you want to use if you want to come out for that audition for the summer intensive. And now's the time for the, um, for the auditions. And those are going to be March 16th from 930 to 11 a.m. Awesome. Now, for all other information, you can visit our website at GwinnettBallet.org. Um, I almost flubbed that and said com, but that is org, um, because we're a nonprofit. We've been around since 1977. And for the summer classes, they can add a slash summer classes. And yes, slash summer classes, because the registration's right there on our website. So easy peasy, you don't have to talk to a human being if you don't want to. But you'd still be welcome to call us at 770-237-0046 if you wanted to. Well, I think it's some fantastic information. It's a great job that y'all are doing with the kids. I love it. Uh, our, our community has got so much going on in the way of arts that Gwinnett is just above and beyond in a lot of places, and it's awesome. Yeah, I, I frankly love it, and I love how much it adds to our economy. People just don't tend to think about that, how many dollars it brings in. Absolutely. So. And, uh, you know, not to mention the fun for the kids. Absolutely. So, well, th again, Amy, thank you. And as it gets closer to the Nutcracker, we're going to have you on again to talk about it. Excellent. And, and we'll talk about fitting you with a wig for Mother Ginger. Of course. Um, well, I want to thank you for joining us. <laughs> you all us. heard it here. I want to thank you for joining us on Case in Point, And I think that one was on point. Presented by Paradigm Security Services. Remember, you can join us live every Wednesday at 1130 in the morning. Or you can listen to our show anytime you want, and I know you want to, by going to businessradiox.com, 
clicking on the Gwinnett Studio and then click on Case in Point. Join us next week at 1130 when we will talk with business leaders about their businesses and related security issues in today's world. Thanks again so much to my guest, Amy Bray. And for our producers, I thank Mike and Trey. And again, I'm Rick Strawn. And remember, at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than just your assets.